0: Hey BWT fans, we have been on vacation for the last couple weeks and I wanted to ship this episode out. Uh, This episode is actually from back in November and got lost in the shuffle uh, with the end of the year and the guests we were trying to get on. So now that we've been out for a couple weeks, we have a chance to slide this one in. So if you can forgive the topic being a little dated, we have some great insights into the now, semi-recent ransomware attacks in the healthcare space, as well as some other good stuff to share here. Uh, and stay tuned. We have 99 coming out soon, which is basically our end-of-year ramblings, and we'll soon be recording a very special 100th episode that you won't want to miss. This is Beers with Talos. Threats, beers, and Welcome or welcome back. This is Beers with Talos, episode... 98! I'm joined on another short bench episode. Not to be confused with the short bus episode. Mm, maybe.
1: Not not necessarily not to be confused. Why not both? Like there would be there would be worse confusions to have happened in the history of the world. <laughs> like when when Archstrude Farnant's driver got confused about where he was and then got lost, and then the Duke got shot, that was a worse confusion. <laughs> As it turns out.
0: <laughs> so I am joined by Craig and Matt today. Uh, we're going to go around the short table and get a quick opening thought from both of you guys. Uh, I think last time Craig was first. So Matt, how about you today? It's
1: November 6th. It's three days after the U.S. election. I have no interest in this podcast. I have no interest in work. I have no interest in in breathing. I am just, I'm so done <laughs> So done. I am, like, watching obscure YouTube videos on, like, Magic the Gathering lore just to, like, make time go. like, (laughs) same thing as last week? Nah, it's different than last week. Different than last week.
0: (laughs) Different than last week. It's more desperate this time.
1: Oh, it's tired. of desperation, YouTube viewing. A hundred (laughs) percent. A hundred percent. Like, I don't care that I'm slowly more, like, just... I'm getting closer to my own death. That's fine as long as we're getting (laughs) across some line. And as a reminder, you know, when YouTube's like, as a reminder for listeners, like, they haven't called anything at this point. Like, we're still waiting on Pennsylvania and Georgia and Nevada and everything else. And it's, uh, it's, uh, I mean, there was one person who I actually had to text his wife last night and say, go tell this person to stop looking at news for a while because that person was losing their mind. What kind
0: of uh, asshole would do I something like I know, right? Like what that? kind of
1: person? Like, there's two assholes there, really, is what I'd say. Is this the one asshole who just can't get away from news without uh. the other asshole interfering in his domestic affairs? Like, wh- and when would those two ever be together? So anyway, when my wife came into yeah. the office last night.
0: <laughs> you yelled at me. <laughs> I did. I, and via text. That may be the first time I've ever sent you a text in all caps. <laughs> Which is surprising. <laughs> Very
2: surprising, actually. Craig, what's on your mind today, buddy? had an interesting one today. I don't know whether to be proud of my children or not. Um, My kids have this habit, I think like most young people today, of pretending to do schoolwork and ending up on a video game site or YouTube Minecraft videos. So, uh, you know, her grades have suffered. She went from straight A's to less than straight A's. And I started looking through her browsing history, and it seems to involve quite a bit of online chess, which is great. Like, that's awesome. I'm super happy that she's into that, but she can't be into that during school hours, So naturally, being the uh, parent who's tired of telling her and giving her warnings, I hop over to my Meraki box. I throw in an inline DNS block for the lookup of the website and I explain to her at four o'clock, I will remove it. And in the meantime, you do your schoolwork and you make good grades uh, or there will be consequences. Swap to after lunch. Suddenly her sister's laptop is not working. Now this is peculiar because, you know, been working, her sister's even younger, her sister doesn't have any idea how to really get into the settings. Someone had gone into the DNS settings and switched it over to manual and then entered in zeros for the DNS server like they were trying to figure out how to use an external DNS server.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell her – you should tell her, like, hey, the good news is you had, like, like a 25, 30, and 4 billion chance of guessing an IP address that would resolve DNS for you.
0: I think she may have gotten to Google in the first 10 tries. Yeah. I, I'm, you do I know I'm
1: that. I disagree that that's – I don't think that's true. I,
2: I, I can't help but wonder if there's a bug, like maybe there's a Chromebook bug that does this, or – and the thing that has me convinced that she might have tampered with it is that it was her sister's. She had the foresight to know. Don't do yeah, it on always mine. do it
1: in dev. Yeah. Don't ever do it in prod. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: uh, well, why would I break mine? Yeah. That would and, be stupid.
2: When I found it, I was like confused, puzzled, proud, and then like, like the ability of her to lie to my face in a super believable fashion. Was just befuddling. <laughs> now, now <laughs> hold on. I'm going to...
0: I was betwixt and befuddled. Now, I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second. Here, if I'm a little kid, I'm going this. I try to go to the chess site. I get some kind of Meraki warning page about DNS stuff. So I go to Spotlight Search and put in DNS. And it takes me to my DNS settings. So, I just tried to delete them. And I mean,
1: look, we all know that the secret to security research is being able to Google properly. Like, that is uh, well, the number and not one only skill. True. Just, I'm just go flying tried. into it. She
0: tampered, but yeah. I don't think she lied to you. I don't think she understood what she was doing to answer your question. Oh, it, right. is
1: definitely, it is definitely <laughs> a combination of. A completely understanding how to work search algorithms and an Icarus complex, where you're willing to just go try anything. <laughs> Those two things, you're a security superstar. Only uh, like, then you're there. I uh,
0: mean, that's how Warren has a job.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's literally a description of Warren. I, I texted this to my wife, and she just left me on red, and I was just like,
0: <laughs> um, "I actually have considered MDMing my kids' phones just to like keep the group." like FaceTime calls down in the afternoon. Okay, like,
2: hold on. I heard that. I, I heard that my brain was like, "Why would he give his kids MDMA?" <laughs> I mean, it's a valid
1: question. <laughs> and how do you deliver it through the phone? <laughs> Jesus, Craig.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's a completely legitimate question if, if that's you know. what you're uh, But no. We've had a we've had a we've we've seen a lot of activity in ransomware uh, focused around uh, things you can't live without. Governments, hospitals, educational institutions that are the, the, the complete and utter focus of, of a couple different uh, major, major actors. Uh, so we want to talk a little bit about that today. Matt, actually, let's start with you. Um, just generally speaking, before we dig into any specifics, is there something driving this type of activity uh, and why now? Well,
1: I mean, the answer is money, right? Um, right. Uh, there's been there's, there's been I, I would tell you here's the uh, here is the conspiracy theory thought, and and this is sort of like I don't think anybody, and I don't put any credence in this, but it's one of those things that maybe kind of will expose how security people think. But at the kind of like near onset of this, now I guess not on the onset, but as we were starting to come to terms with it. Uh, And and CISA had put out that notification um, about uh, TrickBot and Ryuk being targeting healthcare institutions. Um, There was kind of like this back channel discussion, you know, where people were like, "Is this is this TrickBot like going after like critical places because of um, Microsoft's takedown you know efforts? You know, is this is this what was going on?" Um, and it's one of those, you know, it's not, I don't think that's how things are organized in the TrickBot world. Like I don't, I don't put any credence on it, but like that's, that's the closest to a why that I've heard. Um, it is interesting, um, that they're targeting healthcare because we've been, we've been kind of engaging in some conversations with some, some, some folks on, I guess, I guess we call it like the deep dart web and some actors that have kind of proven to us that they are operational in the ransomware world. And um, there is, for at least at least one that we're talking to, is an intense dislike for targeting healthcare institutions, not for any ethical reason, but because, in in this actor's opinion, they they pay off less often than other industries do. So it was interesting that we kind of came across this. There, there's not enough
0: tension on the claws and healthcare. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly right, <laughs> exactly right. So
1: I mean, and that's what it. I mean, when you when you were when you were. When you're doing this, that's what what they're they're trying to do. They're 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 infecting companies and going through the process of ransoming them with no guarantee of payoff. So that you know, expected value proposition is something that they factor in. You know, via uh, the other the other kind of thing is that that this actor said is that he prefers to act in Europe because European companies are more likely to pay out because you know in his in his not that I agree with his reasoning but because they're concerned about um privacy issues so they pay more quickly than than American companies do in in this actor's kind of opinion
0: wait can you break that down real quick not they pay faster because they're concerned about they privacy. pay
1: more often to like so that that it doesn't because the outcome of the ransom in many cases is that that information is released right, and then there's privacy concerns. Now we're let's let's mm-hmm. not get into the fact that in order to release it that information already has been compromised and so therefore already it should be a privacy concern. Like the for, but this this was right. the this was the thought process of this particular actor that we were talking to, um, and so they they take these expected value calculations into account when they're going after them, and so somebody somewhere um got it into their minds that the 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 ease of entry plus the likelihood of payment and all that other stuff for healthcare um was good enough for them to kind of go after it in some form of bulk it's still kind of unclear like like this week that we're recording there's actually been kind of a, a dip in our in our our understanding or our our perceived number of healthcare affected institutions they were certainly up last week and the previous couple of weeks um but yeah there's a lot going into that decision as to why
2: and that's one of the reasons i wanted to kind of have this discussion right i mean if if i'm a bad guy for example and i'm looking for businesses to target what i want is the businesses most likely to pay out that's where i want to start my targeting and so I'm looking at businesses that are in a situation where the service they offer is one that can't suffer downtime. And so that's going to be something like healthcare or law enforcement or local government, uh, maybe uh, utilities, right? Something where the downtime would be catastrophic and impact a lot of people, which would create even additional problems for the business. And then I want to look for out of that set, which ones are most likely to pay quickly, Well, that would mean ones that are maybe insured, have a lot of cash, or ones that have uh, less legal hurdles to go through. So perhaps, you know, privately held companies, ones that are in countries that don't have a lot of laws that would cover things like this or don't have a lot of legal checks and balances they'd have to go through. And so I, I think there's a lot of things for an adversary to consider when they go down this path that people may not think about. And that's really the reason I wanted to bring this up is to highlight some of those things so that CISOs and people in those scenarios can try and figure out, you know, am I an attractive target because of one or two criteria or do I, do I match like five, in which case, you know, I should be relatively concerned. This is like ransomware to the regular pieces of the industry five years ago, right? When Sam Sam hit and what was that, like 2008, 15? I don't know. Um... <laughs>
0: <laughs> One of those two,
2: yeah. Somewhere, somewhere in that vague range of,
1: you know. Oh my God. So
0: Craig's like Craig's accumulation of time
2: happens in base seven. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> like, it was either. <laughs> I was trying to think in terms of which jobs I had at the time. I think it was fifteen. Um, anyway, so I, really, you know, back then is when we started seeing. I think it was ran- fifteen. Yeah, back then is where we really started seeing ransomware targeting places in general. And I think the medical was one that was targeted, but it was, you know, one among many. Now people are realizing that really, if you want high payments, reliable payments, and the most bang for your buck, like, yes, you use ransomware and yes, you target these industries, but there's a subset of criteria within those industries that can ensure a much higher payout rate. And that's really, I think what we're seeing distilled down. And, you know, to give you an example, we had, um, We had a chat with a company, I don't know, in the last couple of weeks, and we were talking to someone in their IT department, and they weren't really aware of how far these sort of campaigns had come and how effective they are, how quickly they can replicate and how quickly they can spread. And I I think what's interesting about that is what that shows is the disconnect between sometimes the security side of the house and the operations side of the house. And that's a problem, right? And that's, I think, one of the things that these type of really broad communications out of law enforcement and from our industry, they can really help find those channels that haven't been touched before and make sure that everyone who should read the bulletin reads the bulletin. And then obviously, as questions come in, we jump in and help Oh, we
1: saw this in SamSan, right? Like, the best way to get the FBI's attention is to f*** around with a hospital. Like, like. You, you will you will become immediately front and center to their 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 attention initially it largely affected um, educational institutions and and we knew um, that there was an FBI investigation and, and we knew who to send information to if we had something that knew that was of interest um, but when it transitioned to targeting hospitals in 2018 2016 2016, Um, um, then that was when it went from, Hey, let us know if you hear anything to, Hey, have you heard anything? Hey, have you heard anything? Hey, have you heard anything? Right. (laughs) So, um, it's, it's that kind of deal. And so that's, that's kind of what, what, what we're seeing here. Like nobody, I mean, you know, we don't have to go through the, all the possibilities here. Like it's, it's, it's patently obvious what the dangers are. So, so yeah, they, they saw a threat. Um, wide scale in in a in critical industry, and and they took the appropriate actions.
0: Is there anything that we could leave our healthcare and healthcare connected listeners with um, above and beyond our typical ransomware advice that we that we give folks? I mean, obviously, you know, keeping your backups, keeping your systems resilient, and able to be brought back online quickly is is a huge piece of that, but is there anything else specific to them?
1: I know both Craig and I have fielded calls from from our friends in healthcare on this on this kind of situation. And at least I mean what I said was, well what like the first is now's an obvious time to reinforce your employee education process. Like like remind them, hey, remember when you had to sit through that stupid PowerPoint and you like you had no idea why and, and you barely remember what it was? This is why. Um, and so please be extra diligent in dealing. Here's a copy of the PowerPoint. Yeah, again. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like here's a copy of PowerPoint and a link to the Reuters article about whatever hospital, you know, whatever. Yeah. Look, the, the good news is that, that none of these announcements are like, you know, group uses O-Day, you know, in medical hardware that you can't patch. Like it's all normal stuff. You know, it's just, it's 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 nothing new, nothing challenging. It's just different in scope and targeting. That's why it is why it is highlighted and of interest. But in terms of what they're doing, nothing nothing different.
2: I will add a funny story. You know, so Matt's saying they're not doing anything different. Um Edmund was looking through emails for their the recent campaigns and we were trying to determine if there was enough to do a blog post with anything new to say. Uh, literally heard him look at it and say, who on earth clicks these? <laughs> you know? his, his point was, right? Like, it was like a stereotype of a malicious email, right? Like, it should have set off every single alarm bell in your head. Don't do this. You know, you say that, you know,
1: and let me just, I wanna, and I wanna put this out, and, and I think I've decided I wanna talk about this publicly because it is a shameful incident in my past, but I have been busted, <laughs> I have been busted by a Cisco IT phishing training link no yep and what happened here's let me just give you kind of like the kind of how in my head i think i think these kind of things might might be more common is i was fighting with cisco um over some hr thing i don't remember what it was um, um i don't remember i don't remember what it was but i had just gotten off a call with them and the email came in and it was like for hr resolution please click blah and I was like, "Oh, I remember! Yeah, remember what I told you, like, what the?" And I clicked it, and it came up, and I was like, "This day cannot get worse. This day cannot get worse." So, like, like it just like you know, you if you went from being pissed to taking a knee, yeah, like that. Yes, is exactly how it felt. I was like, right, "I'm gonna, I'm, I can't function right now." You know, you just you just get you get people at the right time. You know, you know it's it's not like you need to get this one guy fooled you have an entire hospital's worth of people. Um, and you have an entire kind of ecosystem to kind of play with in terms of messaging. Um, I know that there's been some from, from supposed vendors and we've had reports about people interpret, you know, kind of, um, pretending to be partners and all that other stuff. So you just have to find, you know, the right guy, right time, right sequence,
2: and they click and then, then, then it's off to the races. So this is what defenders face, right? You only have to get one person. And I guarantee you in a hospital with 5, 10,000 employees, I'm going to get one person. And so what you have to look at is how do I design my network so that when this person clicks on an email that they shouldn't, the damage that happens afterwards is mitigated. Or the impact is somehow lessened, or I can limit it to this VLAN over here, and the patient stuff still works. I mean, that's
1: super important. You know? and, and and I tell you what, the most frustrating conversation I've had, and I'm not going to go into details, but like with with a CISO's office was where I was explaining like this is how they move laterally. These are the kind of things you were look for, you know. And the response I got from the head of IT was like, "Well, we try to just make sure they don't get infected in the first place." And I was like. You are okay. So is great. Well, thank you for your time. You know, that's just like <laughs> it's like this isn't like it's not a it's not that's not the that's not the kind of game we're playing anymore, right? And that's like that's almost like saying, um, you know, I know this is a nine inning game, but we try to score all our runs in the first four innings, and then we don't worry about innings five through nine. It's you know, you have to build your systems to to be robust, not only in the face of, of attacks in general, but in terms of breaches, right?
2: I think when the security guy says thank you for your time, you really need to like take a moment and be like, what have I done? Uh, <laughs> my other key one is like
1: what business driver brought you to this decision? Because I'm like I'm like <laughs> pretending like I don't think you're an idiot. I think that, you know, there's something <laughs> weird about your business that made you do this thing that's so completely wrong that I don't know what happened. See, that's a t- actually a great
0: question. There, that's like a, that's like a that's like a techie. Bless your it heart, is, is what that, that, is, that is. Exactly
1: what
0: it is. That should be our next. T-shirt. I
1: said that to Thomas Pope. <laughs> I said, "Bless your heart," to Thomas Pope the other day. One of the IR guys, and he's like, "Hey, I'm from the south. I know what that means." I'm like, "I'm sorry, I didn't know you were fluent." <laughs> <through it." laughs>
0: bless my you too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, by the time we take everything out of this, it's probably going to be about a seventeen-minute yeah. episode. So <laughs> I think that's an appropriate length for today, given the state of everybody's in. And frankly, I'm gonna, I can, I can start off our, our closing shots here. Like I've already been on vacation this whole episode. When we're done here, I am on PTO next week, Ooh. and I'm gonna be fishing on a lake in North Carolina, and it's gonna be fantastic. So don't call me. I
1: think it's awesome. Yes, it's gonna be great.
0: So, Matt, we started with you last time. What's uh, Give us a closing thought, parting shot. If uh, Let's get on out.
1: If you are interested in understanding what happened in Georgia this election cycle um, and the turn of events there in terms of, of that state flipping from red to blue, I would recommend that you review the book Voter Suppression in U.S. Elections. Um, that is actually kind of the transcript of a really interesting set of, inter- of interviews that Jim Downs did with, among other people, Stacey Abrams, uh, and also uh, Kevin Cruz, who's an amazing historian, um, who's a, a worth every bit of a follow on, uh, on uh, Twitter. Um, just in terms of like kind of laying out, you know, what sort of framework and, and kind of, of activities that, that Stacey Abrams kind of probably engaged in. She kind of lays down her entire plan in terms of what they were going to do in Georgia to try to, to get everyone the opportunity to vote as they should be able to be. So that's my, my reading recommendation. Fantastic. What was the book? Uh, Voter Suppression in U.S. Elections.
0: All right. I'll find a uh, link and throw it at the show All notes. Like? Craig, Craig.
2: Uh, I think my takeaway would be for the CISOs out there, understand where you sit in your industry as far as being an attractive target. Realize that if you meet You know, the criteria for being a super attractive target, meaning that like you have insurance, that it's relatively known that you have insurance, maybe everyone in your industry does, that you're in a country or a region or whatever where people have made payouts and gotten away with it without really any legal implications, that you're going to be at the top of that list. Assume that your employees will get owned. Look at what you can do to mitigate the damage, right? They're going to click the email. Trust me, they're gonna they're gonna click. Somebody is figure out what you yeah Somebody figure out, figure out well, what and you're don't, gonna do. And don't do. forget,
0: remind Edmund like those emails are designed that way. It's like it's a self selection process. Like they're intentionally bad sometimes because that's how you get the clicky people to click. Like that those crazy thing, clicky so people. <laughs> clicky people
2: providing us job security since 1987.
0: <laughs> Well, stick around. Uh, in a couple weeks, we will be back and have Jowl back with us. he uh, sticks around for a couple episodes this time. But until then, stay safe and get some rest. <laughs> Cheers. See ya.